<laughs> oh, we're live. The microphone is recording. Cool. All right. Let's just do it. Welcome to the Pab Bros Podcast, your home for third-hand news, questionable advice, and dubious opinions all about Puzzle and Dragons. It is Friday, January 13th, 2017. I didn't mess it up. I didn't even write down the correct date. I, I could tell you struggled with it, though. It was that no, second no, hes- hesitation. I know. I didn't I didn't fix the date, but I, I nonetheless uh, managed to say the correct one. Fortunately, it is on my outline and in the corner of, of my computer screen. <laughs> um, so today we have Kevin M. back on the podcast to uh, join me, giving me the... Uh, Less in-app purchase perspective sure. <laughs> on the game. That's fair. Um, so, Kevin, uh, what's going on with you these days? We went through the holiday season. Did you get gift cards? Did you IAP? Uh, I did not. I continued to... to I, I think I have only done the two one-time purchases. Uh-huh. And uh, I've not done a ton because I've been saving stones for the heroin REM that's coming up. Cool. It's been my... I'm, a couple rolls here and there on Godfest, but nothing big. So. Yeah. Well, with the heroin and REM, uh, what are you hoping for? I mean, we haven't seen it yet. We don't have a predicted release date yet. I I think it's it's two things. One, the the first couple rolls, you're semi guaranteed to not get a dupe. Mm-hmm. They're all inheritable, so I don't think I have a target in mind. It's the fact that rolling on the regular REM sometimes is very disappointing, or you're just getting the same things over and over again. So as you know, somebody who doesn't roll as often. I want to be have the unique things. Plus, you're guaranteed a gold that's still inheritable. Whereas collabs, for example, you're going to make it a silver. Sometimes they're inheritable. Usually they are. Sometimes they're not. It depends on the the monster. But I think that's valuable. And I think that they're all getting buffed too in like a month. Yeah. Well, according they're all to, supposed to get all yeah. devos. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that they're already reasonably strong. None of them are you know amazing or fantastic, but. Um, they're cool i think they have cool art um yeah and i'm kind of with you uh you know having been playing this game for you know 850 or so maybe even getting close to 900 days um like when godfest roll around i don't find myself interested because i'm like well i have yeah i have most of the pantheon gods i have a lot of godfest exclusives the ones that i like don't have yet are like six star gfes which makes sense of course yep and i don't i'm not gonna pull until i get them yeah i mean even i've been i haven't you know done any in-app purchasing and i've got i've been playing about the same amount of time i think i might have like you know somewhere with like a half of the pantheon gods and like you know maybe like a half to a quarter or half to a third of the godfest exclusives and so whenever i'm pulling you know it's like oh, i don't want you know i look at the the, the godfest and i'm like oh there's two pantheons i've got Six of the ten, and then I've got you know quarter half of the Godfest exclusives, and so it's it's even though it's ten stones for the heroine, it's like those first couple rolls, you're not going to get something that you have already, which mm-hmm. is is really nice because it's a lot of extra inherits, which I think is actually really nice. Yeah, and honestly, I've I've been sort of devoting my like in-app purchase power that I you know what I've been willing to budget for this game more towards collabs lately well you're gonna get a lot more value out of them as long as you haven't pulled them in the past exactly right? in terms of like uh getting new cards and new things it's, it's much more interesting for me i i kind of i was excited to pull a bit in final fantasy when that came around yep. and then uh i pulled a little in halloween okay 
Uh, didn't get anything too interesting from that. I was kind of hoping for a, uh, a Karin, so I could have the, the dance troupe Karin. Which is a great Karin. Yeah, but I uh, didn't get that one. Uh, and then uh, Bleach was the one where I, we were, I think, uh, were talking about it coming on the last... Uh, no, we talked... I had already pulled a little bit in Bleach. Uh, when I record, so there's currently this sort of limbo where you and I are recording today. Yep. Um, I recorded another podcast with Danny about a week ago, actually, maybe even longer than that, maybe two weeks ago. Actually, the date is right in front of me. It was the 29th. <laughs> so we, we recorded two weeks ago, but the, the audio is corrupted and uh, we haven't been able to successfully edit it together. So like some of the things that I have already talked about, I will probably end up talking about again today. Well. I guess listen to either one of them and yeah, it, what ha- it, it'll be a different perspective on similar things. But I I spent I got some gift cards around the holidays nice. and, and put a fair amount of stones into Bleach and I'm very happy with it. I was gonna say honest. I think most people that I know pulled in Bleach even if they didn't have that many pulls were happy with the silvers they got or happy with like the the lower level gold and some people got. Azen or the, the higher level stuff and are very happy with it. I think Bleach has a lot of value for it's a little late now to talk about it, but for somebody who's, you know, hasn't pulled in it before, it's something that I considered doing. I ended up not doing it, but you know. I think the the challenge with collab sometimes is if you don't pull the ultimate, you know, pull out of it, there if it's a leader, it's hard to find somebody to pair with that leader. It's very difficult to find that same leader. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you had talked about uh, Christmas Grammary that you pulled oh, and yeah. having like trouble finding friends that have Christmas Grammary up. It's like if you even if you wanted to play it, you could struggle a little bit finding friends unless you were really like gung ho about it and trying to get, you know. Yeah, no no one's putting Christmas Grammary up. I have a friend who I know has one. It's got her hypered and I can I can message him and ask him to put her up, but no one's having has has her up on a regular basis. And I think the the mere fact that no one has it up on a regular basis leads people to have it up even less often oh, I you know so it's agree. like you know unless uh, you know a lot of these sort of more obscure ones you know you're not like coinciding with someone else wanting to use it means that unless somebody just on your friends list just loves it and leaves it in their number one slot you're just not going to have access to that monster all the time i think if you end up with like a collab monster that you really want to lead with and it's not like Azen where it's become very popular, you actually have to actively search out for friends that are going to keep that up. And then even then it's probably not the most powerful. So it's going to, they're eventually not going to start using it and it can be frustrating. I think. Yeah. Well, I think in this case, you know, the Christmas Gremory is not like sort of revolutionarily strong. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a red version of, dark gremory and then the the gremory buffs that we're going to go into in a little bit have actually sort of leveled the playing field there i think between so red and dark yep. and uh the the thing is is that you know this is we're talking like an eight star pull so like super rare more rare than pulling eisen yeah i mean you're probably not gonna get it in a pack is the odds yeah it would be my guess exactly um i think the odds are probably three packs something like that before you were you're statistically you know kind of likely to get it yeah Um, i mean like yeah like so i i was incredibly lucky to pull mine uh because i didn't spend any stones. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I got it from my free roll. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I've, I've yet to get a gold off of any of my free rolls on either of my accounts at this point. Yeah, and I've actually gotten the same roll for all three times, 
all the same silver on my alt account and my regular account. Oh, really? So, yeah, I got for Final... I think it was Final Fantasy, Christmas, and Bleach. Yeah. So I've got on my alt account... And my regular account, I've got the same monster for my free rolls, which has been incredibly disappointing, not only because they're silvers, but because they're not even different silvers, so. (laughs) Yeah, you don't even get the enjoyment of your alt account pulling something new. (laughs) Or just something interesting now. Yeah, so I got incredibly lucky, and then my my friend who pulled one on my friends list, who's someone that I chat with uh, on Discord, and he's actually, he got it in six pulls, so he was, we're both very lucky. Uh, minimal stone expenditure to get her um we still have not yet figured out when we're gonna like try to co-op something hard with her <laughs> um but she's i mean she's a she's a strong monster the dark version is strong the dark version can clear arena three so there's no reason that the red version couldn't do it too um, yeah i'm sure we can do it um there's some stumbling blocks when you run red in arena yeah. Uh, there's some spawns that you get that are just really difficult parvati and vishnu are are are, you know those absorbs when you're going you know red versus and then also like you know you want to throw up that heart cross yep for damage reduction but that's as soon as you put up the heart cross it increases your damage yeah the extra rows might make it i i haven't done it but you the extra rows might make it easier to do a non-heart cross and still do some decent damage i'd have to look at it yeah well against vishnu you die for sure like you're but you have more wiggle room with Vishnu. It's true. So you can you can put heart crosses up and, and match. It's leaders like that that you really just have to have a plan. Mm-hmm. And you have to go into Arena 3 with... It's unlike... I think Mir's probably a little bit more forgiving and even probably regular Gremory just because you don't have that elemental, you know, either damage buff or damage kind of penalty for certain monsters, you know. So I think that makes it a little bit... You know, a little bit easier for dark and light monsters. That's often why they're considered higher tier. Yeah, so. I think I think it's the the like elemental resist that's the issue with those for the most part because you know you still do get that buff going dark versus light or mm-hmm. light versus dark, and especially that's true like uh, the the initial attempt at the Gremory buff got yes. like had a lot of controversy about it because. Um, Sopdet is a problem mm-hmm. in arena. I think like her buff made it so that you couldn't do a cross in three, and Sopdet would absorb. And then, yeah. Luckily, JP, which is always on top of these things, got really <laughs> upset, and they changed her and it vastly improved Gremory. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting to to see like a lot of the discussion about that because some people were just like, "Hey, man, like just just shows how messed up this is." That Sopdet exists and her Absorb exists. Yep. That you, you know, like people are complaining that they made this monster too strong because now you can't handle Sopdet this way. And it's like, well, it, I don't know. It's man. a balancing act. And they, they did just, isn't one of the newer Godfest exclusives something that gets rid of some of these Absorbs and Shields? Mm, so, yeah. so that, I mean, that probably ultimately becomes one of the key. Is Fusion or something like that? I can't remember the exact the name of the monster. Yeah. Oh, I don't know the name. Um, but it, it for one turn it gets rid of the absorb shield, which is very useful on a lot of things. Is it is it a status change though? So like for example, if something has a status shield prevention, can you still use it? I don't actually know how it works. I don't know. I was thinking about it. I was thinking that most of the um, monsters that have those absorbs uh, all don't have status shields like Sopdet doesn't have a status shield Vishnu doesn't have a status shield I was thinking usually that 
the ones I was thinking, like the the radar dragons, was what I was really thinking. Because it'd be really nice to be able to one shot Noah Dragon, for example. Well, it's interesting because those the radar dragons don't actually have absorb shields; they have nullify damage oh. shields. So I don't know if there's a difference there. I have to look it up. Yeah. I don't know what the difference in effect would be from that active. Um, we'll have to figure that out. And yeah, maybe when it comes podcast. to NA, we'll, we'll read it. Um, let's see. Uh, well, let's move on to personal news because we've kind of sure we haven't even <laughs> gotten into anything. haven't gotten, gotten into anything. We're just chatting. Um, so we co-opted Arena Three together. Yeah, I think that we did that since the last time we podcasted. Probably. I think we did it. I think we failed once and completed it twice. We completed it on my first time. Yeah. So. Well, you did all the work, so let's <laughs> like, be honest. It doesn't work that way. You can't do all the work. <laughs> but um, I had actually, when we did it, I cleared, cleared Arena 1 by myself, and then I cleared Arena 3 and didn't have Arena 2 done. And so oh. you, we co-opted Arena 2 just so I could get my stone, yeah. too. I, th- I feel like that's the one that we like died on, <laughs> trying to it's just possible. clear Arena 2. <laughs> it's possible. But, yeah. but Mir is incredibly strong still and hasn't changed. I mean, I don't see any reason why that won't handle all the end game content. You know, I've done all three one shot challenges now with Mir. Mm-hmm. Um, very powerful, very easy to do. So, yeah. and I, f- I forget what is your, what, I- what do you use as a setup to burst with your meter team? So I have uh, apocalypse and I have DQXQ and okay. then I have a Venus. So oh, okay. if I'm co-oping, I'll use Venus. And when I usually have an inherit on her, I think I had a Rochi when mm-hmm. we were playing, but if I'm just doing solo, I actually bring, Instead of Venus, I bring Moogle just because it's such a quick heart maker. Mm-hmm. And solo, I often find that it's just valuable to have that quick. And then I have, um, it's I think it's one of the Pad Z collab monsters that that enhances light and delays for one turn. Hmm. I don't know which one that is off the top. Starts of my head. Then, uh, yeah, I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. But but it's basically uh, I have an enhance on Moogle that delays for a turn and enhances light. And so then I can also do you know a, a burst with that as well. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, it's because you have, you have wedding Akechi, which makes life a little bit easier because you have one less active unit to use. But yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I I've actually looked at it, and if I run, you know, I've I've run like solo a few times where I've had a, chosen a friend who has wedding Akechi, mm-hmm. and so if I do that, I then have. You know, if all of my inherits are up, two different bursts. I have, yeah, I have two Saria actives with Wedding Akachi, and then also Apoc DQ. Yeah, which so is I can be powerful. Yeah, I can do lots of bursts. I would probably be better served by having a little bit more utility in there. <laughs> eh, it is what it is. It, so. it works out though. With Mir, most dungeons don't need utility because you have a seventy-five percent damage shield. So. Yeah, exactly. So. So we were, I think we were talking about Bleach, and you said you got Azen, and you've been enjoying Azen for, I guess we're going to your personal news. Yeah, well, um, I, I was, I, uh, I did pull Azen, and I really, I'm really enjoying using him. He's super fast at farming Arena. Now, I threw the 15% HP badge on my team. Ooh. Um, so what I had been doing is, uh, I'd been running with that, and then, uh, I, I had sudden death experiences from uh, DQ Hera. <laughs> okay. So the way Aizen works is uh, he's basically just 36 times attack for dark monsters. Base. Yep. And then you get an extra... Two, I think, for each? Well, it's a total... It's a four. Yeah, two, two each, but 
for each leader. So basically a multiple of four. So you can go 36 times four yep. or 36 times four times four. So one, one dark cross is times four, another dark cross times 16, and then you have 36 times 16, which I don't know off the top of my head, but it's a high number. So your multiplier goes up really high. I mean, go back to the days when a nine times multiplier was pretty good and you were doing raw with, oh, what was it, like a 50 multiplier or something like that, 49 multiplier or something like that. So, uh-huh. I mean, this is this is... This is how the power creep has worked, and now... Yeah. Um, and so, Aizen has no HP buff, sure. um, but does have a recovery buff for blue monsters. So and he, Aizen is blue sometimes. Aizen, Aizen is blue dark uh, until you use his active, and then you get four turns of him being dark. Now, here's an interesting mechanic that I was curious about. I'm like, so I have... You know, when you have a monster that is blue dark... The dark sub attribute is going to attack at thirty percent of the monster's attack. Yes. And I was wondering to myself, I'm like, if I have this monster that's blue dark, and I switch him so his main attribute becomes oh. dark, how much does his sub attribute attack for? Should be ten percent. Yeah, it does get dropped down to ten percent. Interesting. It doesn't. It doesn't stay at thirty percent. Does it? Do you also lose the RCV buff? I assume you do lose some of your RCV buff because it's a two times RCV buff for blue monsters, and he's no longer blue. I haven't really paid attention. <laughs> it's possible. Um, I have two. I run. For arena, I had been running. Um, I had to make a couple changes to my arena team. Sure, because I initially was just like, let me throw all my best blue dark monsters on that team, which usually sounds great in practice, but doesn't work because you don't have the right utility. So but I ran uh, blue Sonia. Okay, and blue Sonia is like my burst board. That's sure. how I kill Kali. I use it one blue Sonia active, and that's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so. Two dark crosses will have my dark subs and Aizen if he if I've used his active recently okay. enough, um, hitting for around fifteen million dark damage. Okay, each or yeah. just total. Okay, each, yeah. um, and that's if I hit only the two dark crosses. Um, usually a blue Sonia board will allow me to do two dark crosses plus at least one other dark combo. And then I'm usually TPA or uh, a TPA or or just a three match, depending on where I have room for it. You can do, you can do TPA. Um, you can do one TPA and two dark crosses, or you can do two dark crosses and two, two two single dark combos. Okay. Now I'm, I don't. I'm not using bicolor boards, optimal boards on this. Usually I'm just sort of figuring out how, yep. to, how to get everything separated out on my own. In that case, I will frequently hit up to about 30 million dark damage wow. on each. Um, so that's quite a lot of damage, and it's one active. I'm not using any damage buff at all. Um, I have um, a Shamali on my team now, so the Orb Enhance. And Orb Enhance is super huge on a team like this. Yes. In terms of buffing your damage. Because Azen doesn't really have any... Nor, nor can he uh, use t- them, well, really. he, And he doesn't really have any awakening. There's no other really awakenings that he could have that would be offensive in nature. Because you don't want Rose, really. And TPAs are probably just awkward for the most part. There, does he have a TPA? He does not. Uh, I On my team, only Haku has TPA. So, um, Sure. But, you know, you can do one cross and, and get a huge damage. Yeah. So I, my my experience is that with my team, 
Um, so my current current lineup for Arena is um, Blue Sonia, Awoken Haku, Diza. Yep, Dark, need, Dark Izanami. Because you need the damage reduction for like Hera or just yes. or, or just other ones. Very. It's useful. really just for um, DQ Hera. Okay. So I've been I've. Do you have an inherit on? I don't. Diza? I don't have uh, inherits on anything. Okay. I just run it, run it raw, and so for arena, arena one, it works really nicely, really fast. I can kill just about any floor with a single dark cross and maybe a few combos. Hmm. Interesting. Um, the, you know, I really noticed the, you know, when I put a Shamali on the team and got those orb enhances on there, it made a damage. very significant difference yeah. for, um, you know, because I noticed it against Extreme King. So the ah, extreme the king metal armor. dragon, you gotta hit 150 or 1.5 million to break his his defense. And now I was doing a dark cross and five combos. And before Shamley was on my team, that wasn't enough to get anyone over the 1.5. Yep. And now a dark cross and five combos hits for around 1.8 on most of my dark subs. I, I actually tested this i mean i think that they i think that the math is about that 10 once like there's a little different situation but when you're talking rows when you're talking adding more rows to a team that Mm -hmm. is a row based team once you have about 10 rows you actually don't want to add more rows you actually want to add in some orb enhances so when i was running a welcome pandora one of the things that i figured out and i've been reading reddit and stuff and so one of the things is i put um What's her name? Geosha on the team, mm-hmm. and she has I think four or four or five. I can't remember Somewhere dark orb enhances over like over a Haku, which has two rows, mm-hmm. and the damage was significantly more. And so you, you just learn that there's kind of like this balance between orb enhances. And so on a team like that, where you're not really shooting for rows or TPAs in general, mm-hmm. the orb enhances probably the only offensive awakening that's really big. Yeah, that's definitely what I've. I've noticed um, the other uh, the other issue. So I put in Dark is a Nami because I I now don't even have to remember to use her active because with my fifteen percent <laughs> HP buff and her one five percent dark damage resist awakening, you get that enough. one awakening is enough so that if I forget <laughs> DQ Hera's hit is like barely you know, it's it's uh, it's less than my HP. <laughs> well, and and with this team, I often heal to I always. I always I always remember at least to heal to full before I go into that floor, but I don't always remember to put the Diza shield up. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, and the you know it's, it's it's the team is just really easy to run. I had the only place that I I tend to I've I've just I've been having sudden death experiences in that dungeon and and realizing oh I need to remember to do this yeah. and I'm realizing how much worse of a planner. And, uh, you know, thinking ahead to the next floor <laughs> I've gotten with Miru. Because, like, with Miru, you just, you just have this idea, like, I'm whenever I clear a floor, I'm always going to clear that floor yep. with myself healed almost to full and with a 75% damage shield going in. So you're, like, never worried about any preemptive attack. So I think that Mirror makes me a better puzzler, but a worse planner player. Because... When you're playing not mirror, you actually have to think about what's in the dungeon. 
For Mir, you have to know so many less of the monsters because you can either very easily burst through them or you can very easily just tank whatever hit they have, even if you get them into, even if you make a mistake and don't kill them. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that the fact that I have to make a cross and you get all this extra time has actually made me better at moving orbs around, mm-hmm. but it's made me worse at looking at the dungeon ahead of time, thinking about it. You know, I go into these one shot challenges essentially blind at this point, mm-hmm. which there's no way I could do that with a lot of other leaders. Mm-hmm. And so it's good and bad, right? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, my experience and I a hundred percent agree with you on that. I've done, uh, I think I've done the one shot challenges essentially blind, um, I did this last one I with Blue Miru for a change of scenery, sure. and uh, I I actually died. Um, I died on Zeus and Hera, which they can mess you up if you screw up. Yeah, if you don't have like a delay because of the resist, you yeah, can... I just like I think. There's ways to get around their their resistance, and their and resolve. I occasionally will like I don't see them for a while, and I forget that my fa- of my I forget about what my favorite way to deal with them is. Sure, and I was just trying to mess around with something, and I I just there's a lot of I really, just let them kill yeah, me. Yeah, there's a lot of really easy ways to deal with them. Either you know wait two turns and delay them. I think they have a two turn. Uh, yeah, two turn shield. So if you just wait two turns, or you can a lot of times like a mirror. Like if you have a if you have actual damage, like a raw type effect, not necessarily raw, but even just something that deals ten times damage or whatever, you get them to zero. They heal to fifty one percent. You just you know fifty fifty point one percent, and you just you know deal a little damage, get some under the the resolve, and then you yeah, I know. There's lots exactly of ways, what I but, should have done but did not do. Yeah, and, uh, my actually my typical with Miru, um, I usually I like to one shot them. And then uh, do like a row, sure, and just without the cross, and that you know, as long as you hit five combos, that knocks them under the yep. resolve, and then you just kill them next turn. Um, but I just I was messing around, and like I didn't have the right actives up, and I just kind of I, I think I thought I was going to do something <laughs> and didn't, and I or maybe like you know my yep. my subs were all like bound, and so I ended up with like one or two less seconds than I'm used to. Um, so I I did it second try. That was actually the first one shot challenge that took me more than one try. Which which dragon did you have this time? I had no dragon. Okay, so I had the same one. I actually stalled out the ninety nine turns because I was I was just it, the dungeon was long enough that I was like I don't want to do this again. Agreed. And with mirror, it's really easy. You can decide to make a cross or not. A lot of turns you can literally just make a one single combo if you have hearts on the board already, and usually all your actives are up because it doesn't deal a lot of damage and the binds don't matter. And yeah. It's actually really yeah, it's really easy to stall out. It just takes a long time. <laughs> it just does take a long time because it's the problem is that it's it's easy to stall. Although I think that you fall into this uh you know, with Noah Dragon, you fall into this like concept with you're like I I got to build up my actives and I got to save my actives. Yep. And it's like, well, if you've decided to stall out the 99 turns, you don't you, you don't need to save any actives for 70 turns or so. <laughs> you like once yep. you once you hit thirty turns to go, then you can start like I, saving. Actives. I don't even think my planning started until I got to like ten turns left, and yeah. I and I still had most of my actives up because with mirror it's very easy to stall out. That yeah, I just the only the thing that with Noah Dragon is that the the stalling is not casual stalling. It's not like oh I'll just yeah. It's not like you're uh, running. Uh, a Minerva cheese team, and sure. you're just like, I just have to like match one combo until yep. my, you know, you're, you're like, you have oh, to do well, crosses, and you have, I'm gonna take damage here, so like, and I don't have, I don't have five hearts, so let me just combo super hard to heal For up, hearts. and because because like, you can heal too, you don't even have to make the heart because it only deals like 
14,000 damage. Then the light absorb comes in. You're like, okay, I'm going to get rid of all my light orbs because they're just taking up the board. You don't want to get them under. There's, you just have to think a lot more in your stalling. Yeah. It's not like just random stalling. Like a lot of times I'll do – I've done this twice now. I'll get him under the 90% just to get rid of that first uh, – the first time he does his big hit. Uh-huh. Just so in case I get him to like 91% and accidentally get him down. So it's stuff like that. Yeah, it's a yeah. hassle. So, but I, so I, I did not stall it out, um, which is easy with mirror anyway. Yeah, so. I, the I got I have had my blue mirror. Um, I, I actually, it was I it was it was actually kind of borderline to be honest with you. So I, I had sort of chipped down a little bit, and then I I popped, uh, my. I have Awoken Sun Quan active on my team. Sure. So I popped that. So I had two turns of blue buff, and I I went with what well, with the board as is, which was uh, okay. nine blue orbs and five hearts. So okay. I, I made a heart cross plus a row. a row and a single set of three, and my mirrors hit over five million. So I, it was just my subs doing damage, um, and <laughs> I, I I it got it down under like down to like maybe forty percent. Yeah, and so then it did and like a seventy-five percent damage shield, and then I used all your actives. I used all, a, a burst board, a bicolor board, and uh, but then even then, my blue mirrors hit like nineteen million. Damage. <laughs> so I was like really close. I was like really close to going I'm, over that. Noah Dragon with with a lot of teams is very easy to stall out. As long as you have actives that make hearts, uh-huh. but it's just whether or not you have the patience or not. Yeah, and I, I don't. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, I if it wasn't like a one shot challenge and it was a twenty thing dungeon, I wouldn't. Uh, there's yeah. no way. But um, so uh, you and I also did a, a little bit of MP farming. Yeah, uh, since the last podcast, I I definitely trailed off because my, you know, it became clear that red meter was not coming. So I thought that my. Let's say I'm still at I'm at 500. I have 500k now. It's about what I have now too. And it's so. just like, well, you know, I'll probably get back at it if I, especially if I decide to buy Raw Dragon. Sure. And, and I know I I kind of have an ideal Raw Dragon team like the you know Isis, 2D Kali's, and Kana. I think that a lot of people would be very mad at you for not getting it. But you and I have talked about this that if you don't like that play style. You have so many like there's so many good leaders that you don't need it, and it's not going to necessarily change the game for you. No, it's not. But I think you know I have some co-op partners that either have Rod Dragon are excited for the Altivo or or want uh, you know want to get it. Um, So you know I kind of I I might as well just get it so that I can co-op with people. Sure. It, it seems like it would be interesting. I, Raw Dragon got the move to, like, Game 8 moved it to, like, the highest tier. I mean, it, above Miru. The HP buff is what does it. I mean, it but, has so much. It has 70,000, 80,000 HP. But, all right, all right. So, let's say I run my ideal Raw Dragon team and I have 76,000 HP. Yes, I have 76,000 HP without making a heart cross. But my Miru team with 30, 32k HP with a heart cross is getting a 4x multiplier. Like Sure. I, I do think, though, that the damage that Raw Dragon does is significantly higher than Miru. E- and probably makes... Yes and no. Like, 
it probably makes certain dungeons easier just because you can burst through without as many actives and without as many but but I agree. I think maybe, but like, so look at it from this perspective. Like, right, right, radar dragons, and this is this is where I don't understand because you you talk about radar dragons and Miru gives a very even distribution of damage across your team, and yes. you have to worry about these damage absorbs. Yes. So if you have if you have raw dragon, and you you come into this dungeon, you're like, oh, I want to do a lot of damage. Well, I guess I got to do exactly one TPA of each of these colors. Sure. You know, like, uh, and, you know, if you run Kana on your team, like, that, she's sort of spiking all by herself because yeah. she's got four TPAs. So, like, how do you do this sort of even measured amount of damage? Like, I, it seems like dealing with Sopdet would be a big pain. Yeah, I, I, I could see what you're saying. I think that there's the other side of the coin where you're dealing with Predras and Kana probably just knocks him down. So I, I think that, you know, you're kind of seeing both sides of the story and there's positives and negatives. I think that you're right and that there's probably more negatives associated with that than positives, but I do think that with actives and with the right subs, you know, yeah. I, I, I can see why. And Rodragon has always had this kind of reverence within the community. So are yeah. we surprised that somebody put it as the highest tier? No. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I know that I people have been saying that the some of the combo shields that exist are hard for me in like Ultimate Coliseum and Arena Three make make Rod Dragon a little more attractive in that sense. Sure, like uh, you know you I think that the the last floor of Ultimate Coliseum is. Some uh, is a monster that is uh, does have that big combo shield where you have to hit eight combos to to do damage. It's like Mexus. Yeah, and it's you know I mean that's it's hard with Miru. It is. It's very hard unless you're really that's, good. That's at... pretty much your the max number of combos you can fit on the board. <laughs> uh, probably, and then if you I think just you have could to do hope like, for some skyfalls, you can maybe. do like three in one corner with the around the cross, and then one one underneath and that gets you four on one side of the board and you can do five on the other so i guess you could get you could get nine combos on the board yeah it's just it's just a hassle right like it's hard um so i mean it is what it is but you know mp purchases i actually think that one of the nice things about purchasing collab monsters is that they become skill inheritance later because they're all pullable so that's that's the thought which is do you really want an mp dragon that one, their actives are generally pretty useless. Yeah. You all usually put an inherit on them anyways. Um, so if you're not going to use it as a leader, then, you know, it's not worth it. But yeah. There will be good collab monsters which continue to come out, which will be good purchases. Yeah, and... so. Well, I mean, maybe this will inspire me to, to farm more MP at some point. I think that the MP dragons for a lot of players in the late game become luxury monsters. Especially with Mirror the way it is. Like, you don't really need to purchase any of them because Mirror's the top tier leader. So if you've got a reasonable Mirror team because you've pulled enough times in the R.E.M., then they're all pretty useless and they become luxury. I mean, you and I were talking, I'm thinking about buying Yomi Dread just because I want it. I've always wanted to play it. I wanted it when it was when it was out earlier. I never had the subs for it. Now I do. I kind of want it just because it's fun and because i you know it also serves as a grimery sub now with the buffs and some of that stuff so you know i think the mp dragons themselves are kind of a luxury purchase with mirror in the in the rotation at yeah. this point in time and they're what you want to play and what you're have fun playing and i think uh i think actually the 
Yomi Dragon, you know, used to be like the best farmer of Arena One, and now it's back to being one of the best farmers of Arena One. I think Aizen is up there as well, but Yomi Dragon is very similar. Very good at it and very easy to do and very fast. Yeah, especially if Um, you've got good subs for it. What I saw, the uh, someone had a uh, New Year's. Oh, New Year's speaker system. Oh, I, yeah, I saw with the Yomi video Joe's as well. That like six minute run of Arena One. Yep. I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. I mean, I, there's a lot. I mean, the, with the power group the way it is, a lot. Even Shiva Dragon is pretty easy clears of Arena One and is relatively fast with bad, you know, with with bad spawns that can deal with most of them. And I've seen some videos that are pretty impressive, like six minute clears, and you know, yeah, you can make a lot of these you know mp dragons work so yeah i think one of the things that i've run into trying to run aizen is is i start to realize how much i am like a active miser when i run arena i I think it's because i i went through you know a couple months of like pretty solid like let's do arena three let's do arena three let's do arena three and i was like just like you know you're so concerned about the radar dragon and stuff at the end you don't want to burn actives that you don't have to yep um you know, because and especially in co-op, because you're going to stall so much. You know, I think actually one of the runs that we did, we actually I got, I got minus fifteen turned by uh, Hino on my active skills. You got and minus we, minus ninety nine turns. Or minus 99, well, which essentially it was like, is it's a reset, full reset. <laughs> and I think we still won. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it, it's miserable, but you can still do it. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Um, let's see. Any other news? For well, you? I mean, I ran. I've done some Machine Athena Arena runs, and we've we we ran one the other day <laughs> this week, and uh, so I, you know, like both I and my partner had put Raw Dragon onto the team, but not yet gotten the tans to inherit something onto Raw Dragon. So <laughs> just like. You know, we just didn't have the right actives on our team. Our, we didn't have enough offensive actives. Because when you're, like, going up against Live 5 and you're like, I need to one-shot this bastard. <laughs> and you're like, Radra active. Or Ragdra active. Yeah, yeah, Ra- yeah. Ragnarok dragon. There's, like... Uh, there's not enough green on this board. Green on this board. Or, like, you know... Or, uh, <laughs> what do we do? Oh, we, like, came up against... Um, we basically burned, like five actives trying to kill red Hera because the first first attempt was like not enough and we're going green versus red and only had a couple god killers on there and it was like all right we need to do and we need to like we need to prepare a little we need more. to we need to my my buddy had no inherits on his team he had like nothing inherited onto his machine athena nothing inherited on any of his subs i mean machine is active is generally pretty useless in the dungeon and as well it's it's useful in certain situations well but. well i'll tell you what happened was we got to uh we got to kali with essentially no actives <laughs> and it's not a good sign no it wasn't we survived because we uh he popped both of our machine athenas which has haste, which I forgot, but ah. he did it. And then his speaker came up, and then he popped speaker, to... and then passed to me. <laughs> and then I was able to combo enough to get down to the sixty-five to get range. to get down in the survivable range. And then I think we, I think he just comboed the board, and we managed to kill. <laughs> oh. It was uh, it was non-ideal. He that, was I mean, like, "That was pretty much the sketchiest machine Athena run ever." So that, that'll tell you how far. 
how past arena one the game is gone yeah at this point that most leaders that are new can farm it and uh-huh. it's you know relatively easy on a bad run yeah um but yeah i think i think the doesn't the machine Athena team needs basically inherits on everything because even like the ragnarok dragons the active is marginally useful yeah it's very marginal it's like one turn haste and then you you know odds are you'll get a tpa of green but you might not. <laughs> so, oh man, that was right. brutal. Um, you had a gung ho support oh. adventure. Oh yes. So I, uh, I made the mistake. Well, I don't know if it was a mistake. I made the uh, fun decision to to throw my phone in the sink, which didn't, didn't <laughs> not throwing it. It basically fell out of my my sweatshirt pocket and like a, you know a series of events. Me trying to catch it and it ended up in a sink full of water. And it basically shut down. I then proceeded to do everything that you're not supposed to do when your phone is in water. Oh. And happened to get lucky and my phone is back on. But in the meantime, tried to transfer my account to my other phone, screwed up my alt account. Eventually had to go onto an iPad to play my regular account for a while. So oh. I've, I've had a fun. But, but I will tell you, if you get your phone wet. You should definitely just try to get as much water out of it as possible. You, there's a couple ports on the iPhones that you can actually open up oh, really? with like a paperclip. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I think everyone's heard of putting it in rice. That yeah. actually is a pretty good thing to do. But don't connect it to power. So turn it off as soon as you can and don't try to connect it to power. Don't you know, Even if, for example, you think you've dried it out enough, don't connect it to power yet. What they basically say is bring it into somebody who knows what they're talking about, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. And it was... 35 bucks to try to fix it and another 35 if it worked, which Mm -hmm. was awesome. And I was amazed. But I was also amazed. He showed me the inside how quickly your phone gets corroded Mm -hmm. and how quickly when you turn on the power, the electrical will corrode different parts of it. And all it was was kind of wiping off that corrosion. But if you don't have the tools, it's not doable. So I tried to transfer it to my other phone that – I didn't want to use the device change code though because they're on different iCloud accounts because I thought I was potentially going to get my phone back and but then I could so I could transfer it to my iPad so I did but then in the process because I I didn't I didn't think about this ahead of time my regular or my alt account is on a phone that doesn't link up to iCloud um, for various reasons and if you don't link up to iCloud you can't uninstall pad and reinstall pad and have it download you need to even with the secret code, you have to do a device change. Mm-hmm. So I've been dealing with gung-ho support to try to save my alt account for the past three days. And what I will tell you, the most important thing actually is, because I haven't bought stones on it, what they actually say is if you buy stones, you're way more likely to get your account back. Huh. So something to think about with the next time the one-time set purchase comes around. I think Chinese New Year is coming around, and they usually offer that $1 for five stones. People who don't spend money on this game, I would strongly suggest spending a dollar because you never know <laughs> when you're going to drop your phone in water and make it a hassle. You know, also save your device ID, save your secret code on another device. Those type of things are pretty important. But I took a picture of mine and emailed it to myself. Yep, I've done that too. It's on my it's on my computer through like a Dropbox type account. Mm-hmm. Um, if you spend any money though at all on your account, you're very likely to get it back. If you haven't, which I haven't done with my alt, they said it's less likely. And it um, just makes it easier. I think they have a priority on people who, uh, but 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 I also think that they have purchasing records, and so whatever yeah. process they have to go through makes it easier for them. But yeah, so it, it's a hassle. Um, I can tell you that okay. it's not worth it. But yeah, it was not fun. I was a little worried for my account for a while. 
Oh well, I'm glad your I'm glad your account is back and good luck with the alt. (laughs) Yeah, if I get it, if I don't get it back, I won't be too disappointed. It was only like rank 100 or something like that. Yeah, I've got uh, my alt account going. It's like rank two 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 hundred and teens, and I'm just like, I was very I was upset a little bit because I there was a a good godfest for uh, your alt for my alt, and it was uh, like. It was um, Three Kingdoms. It was the Liu Bei, Three Kingdoms, yeah, trying I, to get it with Wood Carnival at the same time, I yeah, think. I really, I was like, oh, come on, Liu Bei, Liu Bei, Liu Bei is what I want. And I pulled Cow Cow. <laughs> and it was like, oh, man, why did my alt account that I'm not planning to spend any money on, why did that one pull the whale farmer? <laughs> like, it's like, Cow Cow, yep. is, Cow Cow is the Liu Bei of whales. Yeah. Um, Makes and I actually, challenge. you know, there's a guy that I see and chat with sometimes online who, uh, you know, is non IAP or very low IAP. Sure. And uh, he is a, uh, his account, he has Cow Cow and he does not have Liu Bei. And he's, you know, he's like, he bemoans the fact that, like, oh. you know, the Cow Cow just needs all these inherits and, it's I mean, just not as easy to use. Lube is just... I mean, I've got my brother-in-law who I co-op with a lot. And he... Lube makes life so easy. I was like, just get three Dios. Max skill them. Hyper max. You'll be, you'll be incredibly happy. And we're able to do dungeons that he cannot normally do. And it's he's so impressed by it. And it makes his life easy because he doesn't want to deal with farming. But he wants the monsters. And, mm-hmm. and it like requires like three Dios. And like he has like an Avalon Drake, right? So it's like... it's. The, that's, I mean, that's perfect covering and, almost everything yeah and so i guess i guess you for some dungeons you can do it with a with a zeus Dios as your lead but it's a hassle i think i've heard that perseus can also be like a partner mm-hmm. and so can australis, and australis yeah. but like none of them were as good and yeah yeah so but yeah i i do not ever regret my liu bay uh and the farming of three Dios and yeah. it makes my life so easy. Exactly. Uh, now I'm basically with that account, even though <clears throat> I've got Cow Cow, I'm still sort of considering farming three Dios because I have Ganesha on that account. So uh, if I farm three Dios, I can do some Monday yeah. dungeon, like big rank up stuff. Sure. Um, I mean, I've. I mean, you have a little bit different philosophy. My alt account is really there just to give me half stamina on Tomato Dungeons and Super King Carnival and Preacher Dungeons. Exactly. And, and the thing is, is that I'm totally willing for my alt account to, to use to, stones. to spend stones yes, I have to same. help run with my main account. I have the same. And I like at this point, I'm like, well, I don't like. What's the point in me like having this alt account that's at this rank where like the max stamina is like 125? Yeah. So it's like if I'm doing Super Kings, I get three runs and then I'm done. Like, no, 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 no. I want half stamina. I want another time slot that I can run this in. And I want yep. my account to, if I, to you know, have the, a max stamina level that, like, it maybe doesn't have to be doesn't have to be where mine is, but sure. it has to be, like, so that my non-IEP stones I'm spending on that yep. account are worthwhile. I spend, like, no stones on it. I've gotten a couple of leaders I want, and I'm good to go, and... I spend like no stones on Godfest. It's solely there to help me f- my regular account farm, and uh-huh. it's awesome. So, do you stamina refresh on that? Oh account? yeah, all oh, the okay. time because right. it's like I'm running Super King Carnival, and I've got you know four, three runs, or four, I guess four runs, five runs in my main account. I'm like, all right, using a stone on my other account and using another stone, and no problem. Okay, so, cool. But 
Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so we have a new event that started today, um, and we were talking just a, a little bit ago that uh, it's just not as exciting as it used to be. Yeah, I, I I don't know about you, but I remember the times when the events were a little spaced apart. That was part of it too. But I remember a time when you looked at the you were like excited for them to announce the event because you were like, oh, what are they? What are they? What's new this time? Which descents are going to be in this event? Because the descent didn't come up every you know there wasn't five descents every day. Yeah. You know what was it going to be a skill up event? Because we didn't always used to even have a plus skill up event. Um, you know the, all the different invades mattered. You know. Uh-huh. I feel like at this point... Spiritual invades were huge. Yeah. The uh, Elia and Grissar mm-hmm. invades were big. I just feel like at this point they've had the same event, and basically the only difference is which of the... Do we get a 4X skill up, or do we get a 3X skill up and 3X experience? And I feel like there's nothing unique about the events anymore, and they become very uninteresting. We always have 10X descents... We always, you know, it's always like the same things. You always have the same invades in the legendary dragon or the legendary seaways and skyways. You mm-hmm. always have Tamadras in something that I never run. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you'll have these skill, you know, spiritual invades. But honestly, it's. I feel like Gung Ho has kind of gotten lazy on them, and I want them to add something more interesting. But it's also maybe because the power creep has come up so much that they, you know, the expectations of players is so high. But, you know, to me, it would be throwing in some things that are different, right, every once in a while. Because we always get a new descent, right? It's always like, what's the next descent in the line? There's no – maybe it's just because I read it so much too and I, I know what's coming, right? But I feel like the events are just not exciting. I don't know how you feel about it. I feel but. the same way. I'm just – I've like, oh, there's – I mean, I used to just be like, you know – as soon as the the one event ends, I'm just like, oh, what's the next event going to be, you know? And a lot of times, you know, back in the day, you know, when they started releasing the Awoken Monsters, yep. and you're like, oh, I need this Descended God, like, you're just waiting for that to come around. Like, and you're, like, planning and trying to make, how are you going to beat that dungeon? And... Exactly. And and now it's, you know, or, like, you, you maybe you're early on, and you're like, all right, I'm pretty sure that I have a team that can beat this Descended yeah. dungeon. And you're like, oh, it's coming. All right, I'm excited for Thursday, because I get to yeah. try... If, Mephistopheles descended, you know, like, whereas nowadays it's like, you don't pay attention to what descendants are coming unless it's something new. Yep. I mean, like, maybe I should, maybe I'll care if Dios is coming for my alt account, but like, sure. you know, Dios isn't, you know, yeah, the only like, dungeon that skills up Zeus Dios. I, I look for Padsy because I'm doing all the dragons and, but. But it seems like, I, but like every, every dungeon comes every event. Like. Yeah, or like every other and And if not, then I also feel like nothing I need right away, you know. And so I I just wish that they were a little more creative on the things that they offered in the event. And if, if it's just like different invades than just Tamadras in this one dungeon, make the invades Tamadras in other dungeons. I, whatever it is, they just are offering the same event over and over and over again. We always get the experience boost. I, you know... Even if it was just like, let's give us different free silvers from the REM, right? They used to give us the the Leviathan uh, Fenrir series, and we don't get those anymore. I mean, so, and and I don't, I don't need anything special, but I just feel like there's nothing unique about any of the events anymore, and mm-hmm. so I just feel like it's disappointing. I feel like they, what they've done is they've gotten to this point where they've given us so much. Yep. That it's hard to it's hard to create variation, right? Like if you're if you're yeah. giving if you're giving <laughs> us every descend every event, and you're giving us you know these 
invades every event. Like so, all the things that can invade are invading. Like yep. you've got SDR, all the different stat boost predras. You know, like you're always gonna have something in the the coin dungeon that does a does something damage resist invade, yeah. and then you can farm those in rogues really easily, anyways. So it's like they've basically given us like everything that you want to invade is invading, right? So like, well, I mean, where do you create variation in there? Because at this point, if one of those is missing, people are gonna complain yeah. about that. You know, like if you've given all you can give. Essentially, yep. Without without being ridiculous about it, yep. Then you know if you back off from that, people will be upset. But then other people are like, "Well, there's nothing interesting about it." Yeah, I've got everything every time, and I don't have the solution for them. But I do think you know something like you know different days in the event having different things would be interesting. Even if it's just, and maybe they do have to give us ridiculous things. But what if it was just one day in the event, all of your power fuses were guaranteed super. Just one day, you know, or if it was, we are going to give, you know, something, something's going to invade um, on this floor guaranteed in this dungeon on this day. Yeah. You know, to a certain degree, I think that they are lacking a little bit of creativity, but I do agree that they do kind of have to go above and beyond all the time. And then, sure. the, then that gets included in the events. So like what happens is we used to have 2.5 skill of events. They gave us three times once, and now we're at three times all the time. Then they gave us four times once, and then it didn't come for a little while, and they gave it to us again. So eventually we're going to move to 5x, right? And but I feel, already hit JP. Yeah, but I feel like part of it is is this power creep and this challenge associated with that. Part of it is just a lack of creativity in my mind, too. They just keep giving us the same stuff every event. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it's I don't have the ultimate solution, but I do think that they could be better about it. Yeah. I think it's interesting because they'll have to work to create uh, reasons for people to want to do the harder content, and they have done that. Like, oh yeah, those in, those new latent Tamadras that are going to come out; those are going to be in Arena Three. Yep. Um, and I guess you can farm. I don't know. There's not a huge point, I think, to farming Ultimate Coliseum. I think it's mainly a challenge at this point. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you can attention. get Exodia parts. Sure. Um. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, they'll have to sort of create a, a, a drive to do those things to make people want to, like, work up to it. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, they can – I think they should create more hard content. Like, I think that they – yeah, I agree. I do think that they need hard content. I think that people kind of have maxed out the content to a certain degree. And I think it's – you've maxed out content faster now. Yeah. Now, for me, I haven't. But, I, but for anybody who spends money on the game, even if I spent a pack, I could max out all the content. Yeah. Just using those stones of stamina refreshes, I could easily max out all the content. Now, for for a non-IP player who doesn't spend as many stones for stamina refreshes, I don't. I'm always like a step or two behind the max level content, and so I'm always like farming something or doing something. Like I always have something to do, but I do feel like maybe it's making a dungeon a little bit easier for an event for a day, right? What if it's like arena has minus 10% health, you know, it's like, you know, make content easy, make hard content easier for whatever it is. I mean, we could come up with 20 ideas that would be interesting ideas for them to try for a day for an event and then never bring it back if it doesn't work or, or bring it back one day in another event. And I just, there's no variety in these events. They've got to find a way to improve them. Yeah. Agreed. So I don't have a solution, but, Yep. Well, so something that is uh, new to NA and is interesting as usual to me is the uh, Yamatsumi tournament. 
which is actually, I think, one of the better tournaments they've had in terms of your ability to deal with it. They've given you a restriction, and they've given you a couple so, different... So, yeah, it's, it's all attributes, yep. which isn't, isn't too hard to... to... Make it's a challenge, around. like, for my alt account, because I don't have all attributes teams. But other than that, I think for most players who've played for, like, you know, who are at, like, rank 300, it's probably very easy to throw together a team that works mm-hmm. for this. Uh, yeah, I, my alt account got through with the Sumire team. And I failed to bring anything to deal with the Predra, so my score was... <laughs> I went I went <clears throat> over the time limit, so my score was negative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens. You get a Tamadra and it's worth doing once. Got and... a stone and a Tamadra, it's yep. okay. Um hoping to get another crown from this one. How close are you? Uh are you there? Well I'm I'm at uh point five percent right oh, now. Oh, you'll give me a crown for that for sure. Well, I mean, just hoping it holds up. Uh, you know, you, people have been showing uh, teams that use like the seven by six boards. Yeah, the Tifa slash Tifa Ilm Ilm team. Yeah, has been. Now I tried to build my own version of a Tifa Ilm team. Unfortunately, I'm two Ilms short of yep. the ideal team. Yeah, happens. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's you know, I haven't been able to get over my other score. Yet. What team did you use to do that one? Dios. Okay, yeah, I used Dios, but I did not. I put like seven to ten runs in, and it was. I think I got like eleven percent, and I'm usually just above twenty percent because that's what gets you the highest level um, predra, I think. Mm-hmm. And then you get to. So I've been. I've just been above twenty percent every time. That's my goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my goal is usually above ten percent every time. I think you get an extra pie is all it is. You need one more, one yeah. more P, yeah. And I'm like, ah, whatever, it's too much work. But I use Dios as well. Um, and I actually got to use a new monster that I farmed, which most people probably haven't, but the ones from the Pad X, the Pad X dragons. Oh, yeah. Which is actually very useful because it saved me inactive because it... it yep, because it kills, it kills one floor, floor and creates makes, a row. So it makes the top row green, which I, I wanted this for, for Liu Bei farming anyways. Mm-hmm. And so I had gotten it because... It's just a very useful active to have, be able to clear a predra floor and have a row at the top to combo with. So it makes, yeah. it, makes it. So I was like, oh, well, I was going to plus 297 in anyways because I was like, I'm going to use this all the time. And I, and I have. I've used it a ton. And it was very useful because the way that I just didn't have the quite right subs for this dungeon, for the, like, the ideal Dios team. And so I needed an active to save. And it was perfect because it like cleared those predras and gave me a row for the for Hino or whatever it is and it worked out. So Yeah. It took a long time to farm because they did require like twenty one skill ups per dragon. Yeah. But I've been thinking that I need to try and uh, max skill uh, the red version of that. Yep. Um, it's uh, I saw a really nice <clears throat> uh, farming team for Machine Hera using mm. the red guy who uh, on Padbro's podcast has been dubbed NC uh, FG for No Chill Fire Grandpa. Um, and No Chill Fire Grandpa is... Uh, I forget that all this bleach stuff that we're talking about it was discussed in the currently... Yeah, the... Currently in Limbo podcast. <laughs> the Yamamoto? Uh, he is Yamamoto or Jen Rusai. Yeah, Genrusai. he's insane. Yeah, it is like six match six red orbs for a hundred x. Like no no HP, no recovery. But um, for uh, Machine Hera, he 
breezes through it. He breezes through it with Chad inherits. Chad being another guy from the Bleach Club. That's the one Chad that makes, is a nickname. His, that's nick, the his one real name is Sado. S-A-D-O. Makes the fire row on top and or something bottom. like that. And bottom. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's also a really good inherit for combo boards. Oh, yeah. So. Um, so for him, I will be uh, like, you know, the, there's floors in that dungeon that you can kill with uh, a single red row. Ah. And so what you do is you you kind of like you pop your active and make a row on top and you of move bottom, to and you two move bot- two middle on orbs. The orbs. Um, so I, what I saw I think was there was one floor where they pop the that active save the bottom row um, use the use top the top row. to kill huh. and then they hit the uh, gears which is you know, uh, and they yeah, yeah. and then you use your uh, your um, pad x whatever it is pad cross collab monster yep. the name of the monster is oka at in its base level okay. and it kills the it does uses its laser to kill the gears and then ah. replaces that top row and then for the next floor you just put your bottom row back together and that's awesome i mean i i think that all of them are very useful well if you're gonna farm one of them you end up with all three yeah so i ended up with i've, I've max skilled all three they I've only plus 297 the green one because I use them for Liu Bei farming. Mm-hmm. But it has proven to be one of the most useful farmable farmable monsters. It's actually – its stats are miserable. Oh, really? <laughs> but but the – it's got uh, – I think it's got a skill up, which is helpful. It's got a row and it's got a uh, orb enhance. So the, the awakenings aren't bad. The active is amazing. And you can inherit on top of it, but I think it's like an 11 turn cooldown. So it's yeah. not super useful. But um, but yeah, that that monster has been really helpful. I'm, so I'm considering doing the red one for just my red Minerva team too, which is yeah. – it's red light anyways. And so, yeah. But. Uh, let's see. We got Godfest coming tomorrow. Yeah. It's what? Heroes and – Egypt 2. Egypt 2, which is – do for buffs one, on but, day one at least. Yeah, do for buffs, right? Egypt two getting alt evos. You think? I, I mean, they have to. It's, I think they have alt evos, right? They need. Oh yeah, but they would be getting a, an awoken or a they, split alt. Do they have alt alt evos? I think they do. I believe. They, I they, don't think that they have super alts. I can't remember. I have one of them. I think I have Nephestus. and so. Yeah, no, I think they do have alt evos. They have alt evos, but not not splits, not supers. Oh, I'm looking at the Jap- Japanese Godfest. That's not helpful. I'm Fist looking. of the North Star is coming in two days. Which I don't think they've made enough. Um, I don't think they've done enough to the monsters to make it like exciting for people like Bleach was. Yeah, I'd, I agree with that. And then they added two new monsters, uh, one of which is interesting but maybe not not that interesting i think the main most interesting thing so we're talking creator of the new century kayo uh who has a skill boost skill bind resist two time extends and then a rainbow of resists for some reason uh but his active is to to change the right and left columns to dark orbs and one turn haste which is pretty cool but then he has the best hp in the game wow uh number 1 
on HP. That's so impressive. he, uh, if you 297 him, he has 8,493 HP. Well, then if you skill inherit, you know, things we haven't, I don't know if you talked about on the last podcast, no. but things that we haven't talked about are the changes to the skill inherit system. And he could get, what is it, a 10% buff on top of that, plus getting HP latents on him. I wonder if you could get him above 10K. I think I saw a re Evo Orochi with like a 9.5K. Uh, it had a blue skill inheritance on it, and yeah. it had all HP awakenings, and it was like nine nine K or something like yeah. that. So, I mean, this guy's good for like like dark Kana teams where you want T- you want dark TPAs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, seems like a reasonable. But again, I don't think there's an Azen level monster no, that people are going to go for, and not. so I think that generally people are going to kind of hold off on it. And, yeah, you know, I would so. agree with that. Um, Rao and Kenshiro <laughs> got buffs. Um, Bato is coming, and he. Uh, I like the fact that he's just bat. But uh, yep. if, if you watch the anime at all, they, they call him Bato. Uh, but uh, he he uh, he's he when he drops from the uh, REM, he will be in his kid version. But there's a point. Yeah. There's a point in the show where they jump into the future. And so uh, his adult version, you Evo him to the adult version. It's kind of cool. Which is kind of cool. And they also put out an Evo of Lynn, uh, and she is uh, now in the, uh, you have an adult version of her as okay. well. She's not actually REM, she's purchasable. Okay. So. I think that, again, they have to really, uh, these collabs, they really have to hit it out of the park and put a monster in there that's so powerful. Otherwise, people just don't. Spend the money on it. Yeah, right? I agree with that. And they they still have to, they also have this challenge of having to keep the old monsters relevant. And I, I don't envy their position. It, it's tough. Yeah, uh-huh. agreed. Uh, let's see. I do like that Kenshiro now has triple TPA. He's uh, actually got a use, and he's, he's actually... got good attack. Now you look at him. His uh, you know, he's actually his his awakenings are are really nice for uh, TPA based uh, red teams. Is he a god? I can't remember. No, he's, he's not a god, god so he doesn't fit in Shiva, Dra- Shiva Dragon. But uh, he does have oh, okay. two skill boosts, two skill bind resist, three TPAs, and two time extends. It's probably very is... good for a, like a Shiva team, although his active doesn't – like it's the same thing as Shiva's essentially. It doesn't really help. His so. active is pretty garbage. Yeah, he needs help with his active. Um, but I love him anyways. He, yeah. <laughs> you And you have Rao, right? Yeah, so. I do. And Rao got uh, – Rao's now up to four red rows, two dark rows. Do the dark rows do anything on him? Not really. I, I that to me that bothers me. That's... Okay, we're rolling again. Uh, Apologies, I guess. <laughs> well, we uh, we lost some audio because I can't um, look at a computer and determine how soon its battery is going to run out. Apparently, <laughs> it happens. Uh, but let's. We were talking uh, about uh, Rao and uh, his buffs when uh, when when last we actually recorded audio. Yeah, and so we lost like twenty ish minutes. So if we <laughs> go over something we've been over or missed something completely, it's probably just assume it's in that twenty minutes of discussion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so much good stuff in that yeah, twenty minutes. Yeah, you just have to trust us that it's there still. <laughs> Somewhere, yep. somewhere in space, we talked about things, and it was awesome. Um, the I think immediately after talking about the Rao buff, I think I mentioned that Kinshiro has kind of cool awakenings, but you know, didn't really get buffed. 
his active is the big problem. We, his active we is kind of bad. The leader skill is is interesting and fun to play, but not not really up at the top of the meta at all. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, I don't I actually don't know. I guess we touched on Godfest and the Raw yep. Dragon and Alt Evo not coming out. I think people are just really disappointed, and I think like you, we we talked about this this idea that for some reason when they release things from JP to NA, they split the the patch up and mm-hmm. for some reason we'll get like three monsters and then we'll get three more monsters and then we'll get one and who knows what they're doing um one of the things i was going to ask you though and i think we, this is almost exactly when we f- figured out that we didn't have battery uh-huh. but um does skill, the change to skill inheritance really affect how you build and how you inherit on your teams i don't think it'll affect what i do really i think it'll be a nice bonus because you know for example looking at my because uh, it it has to be on color, yep, on main attribute, um, and mm. the for you know my my Miru team, you know most of my inherits are light monsters, sure. So that's going to be good, uh, and also keep in mind that it doesn't take into account plus eggs. Yep. So if you inherit somebody, you don't get any buff from plus eggs that you've put on there. But uh, you know I've got. Sarias that have really good HP. Yep. Uh, those are inherited on a lot of my monsters. And I've got Wedding Akachi, who doesn't have good stats, m- good stats but he's still, uh, still giving them some sort of stat boost. Um, and then I would probably consider um, inheriting uh, some more monsters on top of, you know, APOC and DQ that I don't yeah. have inherited on already. The only things that I was thinking that it provides some value for that I wouldn't have done before, I've I've put some more effort into leveling up dupes, which mm-hmm. I had planned to put on on the same monster, just for skill delay resist, which mm-hmm. is really nice. But now you get a little bit of bonus from that. The other thing was sometimes there are teams that are valuable. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about Minerva team building, but mm-hmm. you know the Saria and the Saria active and the Ilm active are very good on Minerva teams. So the question becomes is who do you put those on because you don't get a buff when you use those. So, for example, I have two Subakis on that team. One of them is the Dragon Killer Subaki. Mm-hmm. If you give her extra HP and attack, she hits even harder on dragons. Mm-hmm. Minerva has really good stats as compared to somebody maybe like Gaddius or somebody like mm-hmm. so, like uh, I don't know who else, maybe Lelaine. Um And so the question becomes is where you place your actives might actually – Sometimes you place them for specific reasons, uh-huh. but then does that extra stat boost potentially change the reasoning why you might put it on if that reasoning is is minor, right? Because yeah. sometimes who the Ilm active goes on that team, it can go on Minerva, sure, it can go on somebody else. Yeah, I think that uh, you know, in large part, it doesn't matter unless you have somebody that has, as a part of their awakenings, has something that gives that a really big boost. Sure, uh, because in the end, you know, if you you if you have the same inherits, right, you have the same overall s- stat boost on the team regardless, yep. right? So if you are inheriting the same monsters, it doesn't matter where the HP is, right? Well, it does because it puts it on – if it puts it on a monster with more HP, you get a higher percentage. You're slight. I mean this I is think, minor. I, I thought you got – the boost was a percentage of the inherited monster. Yeah, it is. So if you put it on a monster with higher HP, you get a higher percentage of the – No, no. The, the monster that skill is being inherited, it's a percentage of their HP that transfers to the other monster. Oh, I thought it was a percentage of the monster's HP. I need to look at that again. Yeah. Then. I'm pretty sure that's the way it works because people, when they were doing the math on this ah. – um, 
So it doesn't really change anything. Yeah, so you know, where your HP goes doesn't matter. Where your recovery goes doesn't matter unless that monster has something in their makeup that makes it so that they their stats apply a little extra. So, so like you're talking, Azen, for example, if it's a blue, if it if it's one of your monsters that's blue, mm-hmm. so putting something that has recovery on a Woken Haku is more important than putting it on something like a Shamali. Exactly, and then if you're talking about. Uh, like a situation where a monster has the double dragon killers like Subaki, like her attack is obviously more important because of those than other monsters. So you might be, you might be more interested there than rather than worrying about like HP or you know something sure. like that. That makes sense actually. That's helpful. So, um, so that's interesting. All right, uh, we in the JP news we talked about the Gremory buff. Um, yep, basically adding god type to her leader skill which makes her much much more flexible as the dark monster her sub pool uh, increases drastically yeah, yeah it's really nice and she's got some extra rows which giving giving a monster some offensive awakenings is always nice well it's nice that you can choose to use them as compared yeah. to the previous buff where jp got upset because you didn't have a choice whether to use it or yeah not, so um man i just the i love I, I kind of like every time I put a monster on a team, and I was like, that monster has no offensive awakenings. It always kind of like hurts me a little bit. Like I'm like, what do I do? Like, why are there no offensive awakenings? I, maybe I'm just yeah, an offensive, yeah. offensive-minded player, but I I feel the same way. I mean, like you want. I, sometimes I'm. Always, it's always that debate of like this. This monster has better stats or whatever. But then you look at their awakenings, and they're just like, oh, this is nothing. Yeah. So I always want those offensive awakenings. I just like. I think when I first learned how rows work, ever since then, I've just been like, let me make some rows. (laughs) I like rows. So that came from JP. Uh, In their current event, they've got four times EXP in technical dungeons, which includes like Arena 1. Which Which I think we were talking on UBS, maybe gone or not. Um, That that allows pretty much players to skill up or rank up continuously, even in solo mode. Sometimes if yeah. you're low enough rank or even if you're high enough rank, I think you were talking, we were saying that like, uh, if you're, you know, it, at my rank, um, I've got, I can do four solo runs of arena one, uh, and it would be, you know, more than enough for me to rank up continuously. And that's at rank 779. So, yeah, and I'm at rank like five twenty. That would probably two runs would would for sure get me over. Yeah. So, and you know, you know, you could co-op two runs. So, like, you know, yep. You know, if you, you know, co- you know, you're farming something else, and then you just let me do one arena run to rank up. You know, and like you can you can use one arena run in place of however many. Uh, I mean, I guess it would be, you know, Monday dungeon runs sure. or something like that. It would yeah. be the pretty easy rank ups. Um, which is really nice, and I think gives incentive to players to. Okay. It gives them a reason to do Arena One, even though there's 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 still reason to do it with yeah. the pie. But I do think that like it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's one of the more fun things that you get to do in the game these days. I think Arena One is the perfect amount at this point in time where the game is is a really good amount of challenge for a solo player, and but it's not so hard that it feels frustrating. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, uh, and then. Uh, JP has got their MP gifts rolling in. You seem to think that we're going to get those. I have this feeling that we're not ever going to get these uh, these 100k MP gifts. I think it's going to happen during the fifth anniversary. I think that they're delayed and people are going to be upset saying, JP got these two months ago. Why didn't we get them? 
But honestly, my thought is that we're going to get them during our fifth anniversary event. I think people would be really upset if they didn't. We may not get 600 MP like they've gotten, but I suspect we'll get the 300 MP for our five five year event as well. Um, I have my doubts. I have my doubts. All right. One of the interesting things that we do get it that they've said is it's worth starting an alt account just to get those. Uh, like, even if you have no desire to do one, just start one and stick it on a device somewhere in case you ever decide to, because you get free 300 MP, which is amazing. So. Yeah. I'm not sure what I would buy with 300 MP on an alt account. I have to think about that. All right. Uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I was going to say, what do you think uh, we've been getting collabs as they come to JP? We've been getting them right away. Yep. Halloween. Bleach, uh, what, what's the most Christmas, one? like you know these new monsters released. Collab yep. comes, uh, and then Fist of the North Star. Now, um, Fist of the North Star just started in JP. No, we're getting we're it in two it. days. Yeah. Um, is that is that cool that we're sort of getting at least in one part of the game we're getting a little bit more cutting edge? I, I think it's a good thing. I think that it all comes down to something we touched on briefly before, which is that they make a lot of money on the collabs. Mm-hmm. especially ones like Bleach where they put a monster in that's unique, is interesting, and really powerful. Mm-hmm. People spend a lot of money trying to get that. And so I think it's a business strategy more than anything. And I think they've realized that for whatever reason, we're behind on the regular content, and that doesn't really hurt their business. Mm-hmm. But I think that they've realized that putting these collabs out, there's so much hype behind them that you want people you want people rolling before the hype dies down. Mm-hmm. Because even if we know A's and it's good then then you'll still roll. But what if you don't know what's good? Then you get all these people rolling in Japan and rolling in the U.S. at the same time. What happens, I bet, is if they delay that and we realize the collab's crap, the NA numbers are really low. Yeah. And so I think that that may be one of the biggest... Because the, all the quality of life stuff, all of the buffs to regular gods, I don't think that changes people rolling. Yeah, It might change in like a specific god fest or whatever, but I think that in general... The collabs are more of kind of a mystery to a certain mm-hmm. degree. Like players know less about them than they know about the main characters. All right, that's cool. my opinion. I think it's good though. I think it's great for us, right? That we finally are starting to get closer and closer to JP because we continue to be the poverty server, um, even yeah. though it's the gap is it's a different level of poverty. Yeah. <laughs> the gap is uh, decreased. So I mean, I, I think like you know people complaining poverty server that we. You know, our Raw Dragon Alt Evo got delayed by two you know weeks two weeks. Whatever. It's like this. This is not nearly the same as five, yeah. five to eight months of no ten times descendants. Yep. You know, like. for, for me, the ability to read my game in English far outweighs <laughs> any amount. I mean, I've I've tried JP, and I you can work the menus. It's not that bad. But the convenience of being able to read a menu or read a dungeon uh-huh. is significantly important to me personally. Yeah. So and it makes it worth that less stones that we get, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. But I do think we're getting the 300 MP. Okay, okay. Um, let's talk about bomb orbs. So sure. they've come up a little bit. Um, most, I think, I've seen bomb orbs. Uh, so bomb orbs show up in a dungeon that you may not have done yet. The Nine Garuda technical dungeon legendary remains i have not gotten to that one yet okay um i did that one day that it came right out and then never saw any reason to really dig into it more um 
they showed up for me during the snow globe challenge that just happened. Yes, the with uh, Sir Ket, yes. I believe. Um, and with uh, one of the, you know, sword master. I think copus. it was a monster you pretty much couldn't one shot, so you were gu- almost guaranteed to see them because he's an absorb, I believe. Yeah, and so I think you were pretty much guaranteed to see the bombs. Mm-hmm. And so uh, let's talk about what bombs do. Um, so the big thing, the big obvious thing that bombs do is that if you don't match them, if you match them all, they just go away. It's like diffusing them. Yes. So if you don't match them. Uh, they will erase orbs uh, horizontally and vertically out from them. So if yep. you have one in a corner, it'll rela- re- uh, erase you know, a column in a row. Yep. Uh, if you have one in the middle of the board, it'll go out vertically and horizontally. Um, and what that does is it does it before your combos start counting. So it means that any combo that is, is broken up by this orb erasing uh, will also... Uh, you know, will not count. It won't happen because the orbs are gone. I mean, it's interesting. I think the first time I didn't look it up and I died to it because I made a bunch of combos and then I was like, oh, whatever, these bombs. Let's see what happens. And I was like, should I erase them? Should I not? I don't know. And I died because I didn't make my heart cross because it cut into one of my, you know, I cut the top off of one of my heart crosses or my heart cross and I died. And then, but luckily at that point, if you know to, to match them, it's not, the end of the world especially if um, you're running like miru and you've got all this time, time to like just all right even though you staggered them in a diagonal yep. across my board i can still push them all to the bottom and then do the rest of my combos I, I do think that things like this give them the ability to have some really interesting mechanics where the way that it was implemented in the snow globe challenge was that you get kind of like a diagonal of them you get five of them in a diagonal and so you have to match all five the interesting thing that they could do is like as, like, you know, you get bosses into lower ranges, if it's in a long dungeon, they could kind of, like, punish you by putting them in the corners. Yep, I've they already, could, there are nine Garuda dungeons, is that what it I does? think I already saw that, yeah, in the, in the four corners. They could be really mean and give you two of them, or give you one of them. Yeah, and having to, match it. Like, one of, giving you one of them would be actually fairly interesting, yeah. because you could either do a board change and get rid of it, or you could plan around the fact that it's going to go off. So... I think they they have the ability to do that in very, very don't don't go crazy with it, right? But if they gave me one bomb orb at the end, you know how the col the collabs now the guy dies and does something before he you know he goes to one HP and then he dies and then he does something, and so it'd be interesting if one of the things he does is give you one bomb. Yeah, um, and I, I wonder if you could use a bomb orb to like get rid of locked orbs. You might be. I don't know if you can. I'm sure you could get rid of other like jammers and and crap. Yeah, it would be interesting to see locked orb versus bomb orb. Like if the bomb yep. would clear, you could put all your locks on the bottom, put the put the orb yep. at the end, and clear that off and make your other combos in the side. I mean, I, could, I, yeah. I didn't realize that they also do damage. They yeah. If you don't don't they explode right? So they yeah. hurt you. Um, so and I think that they do an HP percentage. So I think it's twenty percent of your HP. So yeah. I like didn't match any any of the five bomb orbs one time. I just, <laughs> just died. died and it was like, oh yes, bomb. I get it. I think that, <laughs> they don't just erase yeah. my orbs. I think the other interesting thing is they count as jammers for jammer resistances. So you can actually oh, really? resist the bombs uh, with. And the only reason I know this is because I have Moogle on my mirror team who has like three or two jammer resistances, and so I resisted it a couple times, and I was like, "Oh, it's a jammer orb." 
Yeah, I actually forgot that. I did know that because when you run nine Garuda, um, I ran it with Minerva, and I, so I had eighty percent jam yeah. resist. So my my the bombs were resisted most of the time. Yeah, and I barely I barely had to actually deal with them. I I do think that we're getting close to the point where some boss is going to have an attack that makes your whole board bombs, jammers, and poison, and it's going to lock them, and <laughs> it's going to be miserable. <laughs> your, your board is going to kill you no matter what you do. I mean, they kind of did that with that Zeus challenge a while back, where he he gave you a bunch of jammer orbs and he locked the board, and most people beat it with uh, the or the orb board refresh. refresh. Yeah. yeah. Um, another important point about bombs, which I guess is pretty obvious from how we've been talking about them, but you can't cascade them. Yeah. So they 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 explode before your matches go. So if you uh, if you set up your bomb orbs to cascade to get rid of them, <laughs> they will explode and erase everything. For me, I'm not good enough to plan cascades, so that's never a problem. But yeah, no, I can see where that could come into play. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Let's briefly talk about Minerva as a leader. Sure. Um, how have you been using your Minerva? I, I just mentioned that I brought a Minerva team into Nine Garuda, and uh, I beat that first try, and it was relatively easy. Uh, it was kind of fun to fun to do. I find Minerva actually a very efficient at farming, mm-hmm. just because she gets a relatively high multiplier and is very easy to activate. And Super easy. And in certain dungeons, you just have no risk of dying. And so even if you screw it up, you just go to the next turn. And so it becomes very easy to farm specific dungeons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've just been using her just to try her out on different dungeons, even when it's not perfect for her. And she seems to do just fine. And yeah. It's pretty impressive. Um, I really like her as a leader. I think that her two, she has enough offense and enough defense that it's interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've uh, I've used her to sort of cheese Arena Three, and I, I find it I find it fun. It's relatively least, painless, from what I understand. I mean, yeah, it it's takes not a really while. that bad. Uh, it takes a while, but you know, you you can kind of get it down, and, and uh, you you know, used to when you cheesed Arena, you were doing it with like a full resist team, and you had like no damage resist. Or you had a Decali as the other leader, and you were trying to like. You know, match the decali board, which is a hassle and a huge yeah. challenge. So, uh, you know, you're you're just you're just not doing that much damage. It's really hard. Yeah. Minerva, oh man, you can hit really hard. Yes. I can I can get that team to hit pretty hard. And those Pad Z, the Sky Dragon Eldrops, have pretty high attack, hmm. and so they hit decently high numbers. They hit higher than Life Five does, and so you know, my team could do like. Um, you know, I think I outlined it on a previous episode, but like I can, I can burst through some stuff. Oh like, yeah, like I actually like my team. I run um, an Ares active, uh, a Saria active. Uh, I I like to use a friend that has uh, bind clear. The yeah, the bind clear, uh, the red goo on you active. Where it's the he, best it's bind, bind clear, clear and. Uh, and then I've occasionally used yours with your uh, red dragon sword. Red dragon, it's yeah. not. It's like it's like the lower tier version of yeah. The only that. difference is that you know I you know sometimes with the red goo on you one I'll like let someone give me a lot of poisons and or then jammers, kill them. Yeah, well, I think it only does poison. I don't think it's it does only jammer. poison. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it also so, heals like three thousand. Yeah, three thousand. So, but the you know the fire dragon swordsman is your sort of bargain basement version of yep. that and works 
almost the same as in in, in almost all applications. Yeah. And so I, you know, I can I can do like a bicolor red light board to burst. That's you know like a Saria Saria into the heart heartbreak. Yep. And then I can do the double orb change water and heart change and and do that and i have a woken freyer active as well yep so like i can hit really really hard with that team i can burst down big Um, numbers i can burst down like you know the the whole strategy if you get zeus dragon because you can't really stall through his attribute changes sure is that you keep him above 90 percent and then you burst super hard when all your actives are up ah um, and then you try to get him down to the below to the range where he stops changing attribute again. You try to get him under twenty percent. Uh, I see. And then you change his attribute again. And, and then, then you, you yeah you get him down there, you... and then he he hits you. Um, hopefully you survive it, and then you change his attribute, and then you just like stall huh. out everything, and then you grind him down. Yeah, I've been working on that team, but it's a, it's a long process to get. It that is a team. long process. My L five is the you know halfway there, and my Padsy dragons. I don't know. Did you skill them all up? You have to kind of is the idea. It makes it easier. My life five is, I think, one skill up away, and then I okay. did not skill up my pads and okay. dragons all the way. I think I think I got, I got two one of them with like five skill ups and the other with two, yeah. and I just, I mean, I just eat the fact that I have super long actives on. There. Yeah, I mean, I've got them. I've got them like basically. It's like twenty three, twenty five turn. Actives. Yeah, I mean, I just I I skilled them up until. What's the point at which they were all awoken? Right, they, yeah. you, you get free tomatoes essentially by doing mm-hmm. it. So, I run the Padsy Dragon dungeon when it comes up now, but now I'm just kind of working on leveling all of them up, and then I got to decide: Do I really care enough about this to buy Sharits mm-hmm. and put five? The the actually the thing that I really need to do is farm the fire resist awakening. So that's kind of the one thing slowing me down. But it's not. I mean, that's it, it's that not became bad. really easy farming them in rogue dungeons. The MP, in the, yeah. Yeah, you farm MP, you farm your resist. Yeah. It's all pretty chill. Not too bad. But um, I actually think Minerva's fun, like just as a regular, regular leader. Yeah, and she's pretty powerful. I mean, she does things like uh, she does like a machine hero pretty reasonably, from my understanding. I haven't um, tried that, but I could understand. Um, she does. I don't know. Machine Zeus is harder because she doesn't have a time extend, and you have to hit that eight combos or whatever. Um, but you know, there's dungeons that she just can do very easily. That makes it. You know, the one shot challenges were actually relative, depending on which radar dragon you had. As long as you didn't have Noah Dragon, mm-hmm. was pretty easy with her, from my understanding. Yeah, uh, I've seen some clears. You can also pair her with Ilm, which gives you a lot more flexibility because you can. You be, have a fifty percent shield against three colors. Yep. Um, a little bit better against red because she's got another damage resist in there. Yep. And then you can hit a 50 times multiplier very easily. Yeah. yeah. So you can, you can, um, I, I've used the Ilm Minerva pairing to beat arena one a couple times. Yeah. There's just a few stumbling blocks in there. For, oh yeah. Like the, the, the major one is Parvati. Like I was not successful in killing Parvati with that team. I've not, I've not tried it. I know that or she can also not with, Ilm, but by herself with Murder and Mirror can beat Arena Three. Some of the radar dragons are death spawns, I guess. But three, I think three of the four are doable with just Minerva by herself without cheesing. Without, without cheesing, yeah. mm, well, um, I mean, doable. Doable is hard. Probably right? but, not consistent. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's she's powerful and yeah. she's got. I mean, she's pretty easy to team build too. And yeah, I imagine if you got if you ran double Minerva in there and didn't have the cheese bill and got Vishnu, you'd be in trouble. Yeah, there's probably some death Well, spawns. you'd have to... You could delay him and, and try to chip him down. That's true. 
but um, but I mean, regardless, she's pretty easy to team build. There's a lot of there's a relatively high amount of monsters that fit into her teams. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's that many farmable monsters, but there's a relatively high amount of just general monsters which work on our team basically anybody who creates red yeah you love people who create red and light um but sorry it can be a really good inherit and so can elm mm-hmm. um you can run a fire version and a light version yeah. so you can run a version with sorry on the team and elm on the team and that works too so i think she's pretty flexible yeah. if you're willing to pair with an elm versus pairing with another minerva yeah i think that it's very easy to sort of poo poo a 36x multiplier yeah but at the same time, like this is pretty easy to activate. Thirty six X. Once you start stacking combos, can hit really high numbers. Well, and you can and build like, her as a row team too. I mean, she can get lots of rows, or you can build her as. I mean, I don't think you can build. Her, most people don't build as TPAs, but you get orb enhances pretty well, easy to get on a team too. So, yeah, you throw a little bit of orb enhance, some rows, and the damage starts to build up. Yeah, and there's some pretty good combos to make good boards with her. So, I mean, Lilane and Yamato does a good board. Um, Gaddius plus Minerva is just fine. You end up with some hearts. Saria plus, um, if you have the green, the Guan Yu on there, then that makes a good board. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Subakis can fix boards very well. So, you know, if you get like a Lilane board with seven green orbs, you end up with pretty much a, you know, basically a bicolor board. And so, yeah. I think that team building with her is relatively easy so yeah so she's super flexible uh, and she has a special place in my heart because of the uh fact that i think she was the first awoken monster that i was able to make i think she was my first as well if i'm not mistaken and i started being able to beat things with her and and like beat them in a way different than i had before because i was i had previously been like you know in my turtle build where i just kind of like you know like Green Odin, yep. Awoken Amaterasu, or, or not even Awoken Amaterasu, just regular Alt Evil or whatever. Yeah, and she just like you know, big shield, auto heals, and then I would just like use Morning Stars and Gravities. <laughs> um, but oh. uh, you know, now, then Minerva I was actually able. Oh, I'm doing some damage. This this six and a quarter times attack is really nice. <laughs> I mean, I think that the buff they gave her was just like people very much poo pooed it at first. Mm-hmm. But there's a another thing is that there's a ton of people on my friends list using Minerva and Elm. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't expecting this many people to be using them, but I think that she's a very accessible monster, mm-hmm. and I think she's very powerful, and I think that that helps. Um, a lot of people have her too because she's been around for so long. That's exactly what I was just gonna say. Like, yeah, she's been around for a long time, and. You know, people like made the Awoken version of her, and then you know, yeah. it's super exciting to and get be, this new version. Being able to pair with either Elm or herself allows people who don't have her to pl- to play with her. Allows people who you know to to do different kinds of dungeon with her. So she's pretty flexible, which is really nice. Yeah, and she's got that you know, jammer resist awakening. Her awakenings are subpar at best, uh, but uh, I mean, she's unbindable, which makes her really nice. Uh, you know, and is super useful. And- yeah. And she's got that fast active as well. No, I, I agree. So, yeah, the yeah, I I sometimes you trade those jammer resists for 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 some more rows. <laughs> sometimes you trade those jammer resists and her uh, fire resist uh, enhance awake. Although that makes the cheese team. But, it does make the cheese team happen. Uh, but I think you could do it pretty easily. So. All right, so let's do our Q corner sure. and wrap this thing up. Um, I am going to go with 3270, and that is 
reincarnated Hades. I have seen it. It's the one he has a, a lady in the picture. I he think. does. He's Is got his per- wife Persephone I was in say, there. I with think him, it's Persephone uh, in one of her uh, evos. Is it? Is it the same artist or the same art as? The actual Persephone? Uh, it is. It is pretty much pretty similar. Okay. Uh, not not the uh, Awoken Persephone or one of the earlier versions. Yeah, one of the earlier versions. Um, I so all of a sudden Hades is now incredibly buff. I like that. <laughs> um, and as just in his Awoken art, just like in his Awoken art, I really like the fact that the his scythe is like cutting through reality and giving you this vision into yeah. this other world where I, there's a full moon and the this... vision's actually really cool with the the red reality in the background mm-hmm. and... and also the fact i'm sorry also the fact that he's basically like he doesn't have to hold his scythe anymore he's like force holding it his hands open it's and there's magically red force. pushing it yeah, away he's, he's like uh yeah i don't actually need to touch this in order to swing it at you that's pretty cool um I, a, a, a description of it that I heard online that I thought was or read online that I thought was hilarious was uh, now Hades art looks like the start of a porn video, <laughs> which which is not inaccurate. So, but um, he's actually he's actually one of the I think he's got one of the, he's the he hits really hard right because he's got one of the higher attacks in the game and he's got double TPA and so he's he's a useful monster now. Uh oh I yeah, he might have one of the higher attacks. I don't have him leveled up all the way, so I I don't know what his attack looks like. I think it's so I do and it's 2555, so it's pretty high. Oh, that that's that's pretty good. No yeah. pluses on there. I mean, so he's he's a machine uh Hera and and he actually does the Hera Dragon dungeon very well from my oh, understanding. Yeah? So he's worth leveling up if for some reason you want the Hera Dragon and you don't want to do Arena 3 and you happen to have him. He very easily does that dungeon. Well, I don't easily. Should we should we ever see the uh the Hera Dragon descended? Dungeon? Yeah. Yeah, maybe one day, right? Yeah. Um so my pick, let me get to it, is Three, two, six, one. Okay, I got and it is a monster that is not in NA yet, and probably will be a while. Oh, okay. Um, it is the Tomazo of Yomi. Oh man, I haven't seen this. So, three, two, six, one. Three, two, six, one. Yep. Ah, Tomazo. Oh man, that's good. <laughs> so. It goes along my theme that I really like round things. I think round things. So I like like zoom, you know, zoom zooms are the Disney, the little round Disney things. Uh, if you haven't seen them, no. they're, they're adorable. But okay. um, it, it's it's round. It's but it this is just an awesome art. Like there's a there's a cool moon in the background. It's got double swords. For some reason, the swords are different. I, I don't really understand why. Um, and it it's very angry. I like that it's very angry. Well. For some reason, Tommaso is always angry. <laughs> <laughs> is Tommaso angry in the other ones too? I can't. He he looks yeah he does look very angry. Like I'm looking at the the Odin ones and so we aren't gonna get this for a little while. We what, still what have dungeon to get, is this that it drops in? I have to go back and look. Um, oh, it's just showing it as like a gift dungeon. It you know it's it maybe it's a gift dungeon or maybe it's a so it is a gift dungeon. So I don't know how you get it, but um. They got it for something. I'm hoping we get it because it's awesome. Um, and 
it gives you that seven by six board and ten times extra time. The, the, it's pretty much a useless monster. Let's be honest, but it's adorable. So. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could uh, use uh, use it with Anubis and a no attribute, <laughs> no awoken abilities dungeon or something uh, like that. And it doesn't matter. Seven by six board. And ten, I I want it because it's, combo it's adorable. So it doesn't really. It's it's just the the Odins don't aren't as adorable. They're they're angry. They're cool art, but. They're they're just not as adorable. As yeah, I actually like was really excited that the um, Batman Tomazo was a uh, oh Batman Tomazo was awesome too. It was was a silver egg. <laughs> I pulled in the Batman collab until I got it just just to get it because it was awesome. Yeah, no, he's kind of angry as well. Yeah, he's maybe not. He's quite a little as, happier though. Little, a little happier. But, but I, I I like the Tomazos. I think it's an interesting way of of giving us like everyone basically. If you could if you couldn't pull. Pull Rodin, you just and you could do the one shot challenges. You got two Rodins now, kind of Rodins, kind of like two skill boosts instead of three. No Rose, but that doesn't really no matter. Rose. You're not using it for that. Yeah, and then also, uh, but unbindable, and uh, also the I think the the only the big issue is that no skill up monster, so you got to pee it. You got to pee it, but peas are, are much more common than they used to be. Yeah, now, that's true. The other nice thing about that is most people inherit. Or a lot of people inherit Rodan onto like a, a what's it called anyways a, a Tengu anyways mm-hmm. or something like that. So it's very nice, I think, for people to get it. But. And he's inheritable. Yep, I think it's cool that they've started to put inheritable monsters onto things that are not from the REM. Yeah, um, we we haven't talked on the the recent one that's coming out, but yeah. but yeah, the, this this specific one's adorable. I'm hoping we get it into NA. I will definitely do whatever I have to do to to make this sure that this one gets in my box, even though I'll probably never ever use it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, still, that seems somewhat useful. There must be some sort of trick dungeon to make that useful. It's all right. They don't maybe, that, be... maybe that would make, like, maybe you run uh, that one uh, with, uh, like, there's got to there's gotta be something you could run it with that would make, like, uh, yeah. Watatsumi or something, something easy. super easy. Anubis is probably the right one, but yeah, no. So um, seven by six board plus ten seconds, fourteen <laughs> seconds. But no, no bonus to 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 any attack. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming down and yeah. joining us on thanks the podcast. And uh, if anyone would like to email us and send in a suggestion for the podcast, or a complaint, or a correction, or a recommendation, uh, or just to say you guys rule. Uh, you can email podcastbros at gmail.com. That's P-A-D-C-A-S-T-B-R-O-S at gmail.com. And maybe someday we'll get around to changing that to the actual <laughs> name of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for joining us. Do you have a sign-off? I, like, oh, I, I don't know. I have a sign-off. What is the sign-off? May uh, the Skyfall gods be ever in your favor. Is that what you guys That's close enough. Have? That's close enough. <laughs> All so, right. Thanks, Kevin. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.